Hi, welcome to the Protective Floja podcast. This is your host, Hilda. After multiple doctor's visits, one after another, I started to notice that there was no actual healing that was taking place. Yes, my physician was able to diagnose what she believed to be the underlining issue, but the temporary remedies did not get to the root of my problems. The meds she prescribed were nothing but a temporary relief, and what I was looking for is to cure my illness. This is when I decided to look into holistic healing. This is where Alejandra Garcia, health strategist, came to mind as my next guest. I wanted to know more about functional nutrition, classical homeopathy, and other healing options that could help not just myself, but my fellow flojos y flojas. We are not all the same body type. We're not the same age. We don't come from the same backgrounds. We don't all have the same lifestyle. So how can there be a standard for caring patients as a one size fits all? I think our healing journey must be as unique as we are, individualized. As grateful as I am for Western medicine and how far it's come, I don't appreciate that it makes me feel like I'm just another medical record number. Join myself and Alejandra as I get acquainted with what it sounds like to begin a holistic healing path. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for for uh, accepting to be here. I definitely have been thinking about someone uh, to to have on to kind of introduce us into what um, functional diagnostic nutrition um, is all about. I know for myself, I have been on this ongoing healing journey, and it seems like they can't seem to find what is wrong, what's actually causing um, all of these symptoms. And so I find that my body is just resonating a little bit more with the holistic healing. And I'm now starting to dabble into what that might look like and what that consists of. It's completely new to me. And I think it's completely new to a lot of people. And because of that, I thought, what a wonderful way to get you to come on and introduce us to um, what is holistic healing exactly? What is homeopathy? Um, What can that do for us? Can we trust that? You know, we're already having these challenges with, you know, the medical field. And I feel that right now we are starting to lose a little bit of trust everywhere we go as far as what's out there. And I'm starting to notice that relying on ourselves and what resonates, what calls us, what what perks our ears up is really where we're going as far as the healing aspects go. And um, I just want to make sure that you introduce yourself and uh, let us know a little bit about you and how your journey started. Sure, sure. So my background, my name is Alejandra Garcia, and I'm based in Southern California, but I work with people all over. And so I use my background in holistic medicine, specifically um, classical homeopathy. There are different kinds of homeopathy. And I'm trained as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. I'm trained to um, interpret functional lab tests and come up with a clinical impression 
on what the client has going on. And I'm also uh, recently certified in nutrigenomics as well. So based on your genetics, genetics, what types of diet is best for you? What um, are some behavioral things about you? And what are some weaknesses in, in your genetics that would need some support? So there is a lot that you can do. I know standard medicine does has a different approach to genetics. Um, but um, again, my whole scope is much more in the holistic healing. So thank you. I'm really honored to be here. And so I basically help people create um, health optimization action plans um, for my clients that are realistic, sustainable, and that really empowers them to um, own their own health. Mm-hmm. I love and then that. A little bit about me, my journey. I think I got started, you know, I was raised in a Mexican household with everyone in the house my aunts, my cousins, my tias. It was a lovely childhood. There was always someone cooking homemade meals. We never ate fast food. And my parents really supported me. Like my mom literally went to the gym with me when I wanted to join the gym. And my dad, you know, rode his bike alongside me when I wanted to start running outside. And So they were very supportive. Um, And so, you know, I look back on that now. I'm like, wow, you know, that first, uh, me being the first generation, I really had the support of my whole family. And we really um, stuck to our like traditional ways of eating, which is home cooked meals, you know, proper preparation of food, um, which is very important. Um, We never had soda in the house. We never like ate fast food (laughs) you know because we were used to our traditional foods and um yeah so I think I was raised um pretty healthy and it wasn't until I became a mom and had kids and then you realize you have to make all these health decisions for your children and I decided to home birth all my kids so it just naturally I just naturally progressed in that way not ever planning any of this out that's just um, my path. The more I found out, the more I loved, I, I, I geared towards the more natural uh, ways. And so that started with um, home birth, homeschooling, and homeopathy, the three H's of my life, um, three important H's for me. And um, my son became really sick at about a month and a half. And that's where I was... Um, kind of guided towards homeopathy. I didn't know what it was. I Googled it. There happened to be a homeopathic practitioner in my town. And within four months, he got better, but he was allergic to everything. I had him tested. We moved out of the house, stopped using any kind of product. Um, Yeah, definitely just life was turned upside down. He didn't sleep. I was a zombie because trying to figure out how I can protect him when in reality, he was allergic to everything. And when I took him to his pediatrician, he said, well, I'll give him steroids and I'll give him the the standard treatment for eczema, which is a steroid treatment. It hasn't been tested on children. And oh, by the way, I guarantee he'll have eczema or he'll have um, asthma when he's older. And I said, well, what kind of solution is that? That's not a solution. You're trading one thing for another. And so that's when I went full on, full on 100% um, into homeopathy yeah. and just wow. started that journey. Leave it to our and kids. My own right? heart pushes. 
what's that? Yes, they leave it to our kids to to push us. They always do such a. They come into our lives to to push us and direct us. Um, and so that's really really powerful. I I that's amazing. Oh my gosh! So you're a mom and you're like trying to figure this out. He has this reaction. You come to find out he's allergic to everything. Um, and the solution, yeah. of course, from the doctors is, hey, well, let's give him some steroids. Um, and we- I, I'm so thankful though that that doctor did propel me towards homeopathy too, because he was so honest. Oh, he and did. To this oh, day, perfect. I still so thank was, him oh, okay. for being brutally honest. Okay. I love that. I love that because I know that for my instance in my journey, you know, when I bring that up, it seems to make the doctors really nervous. Um, I don't, you know, they don't, you know they don't follow up on my questions it's just kind of like oh you know whatever you'd like um but this is what I do and this is how I can cure or you know this is what I can recommend um so that's beautiful that the doctor was able to to say hey there are other options which um which if there's anything that I want to you know share most about this episode is that there's other options and there's so much out there there's so many resources um and it's just a matter of us knowing and becoming aware of them um Mm -hmm. I love that okay perfect so I want to talk about um so you mentioned uh homeopathy and then holistic healing um, I know you kind of mentioned earlier how there's uh, different types of holistic healing. What's the difference between homeopathy and holistic healing? Yeah, sure. I, I first want to distinguish, you know, what, you know, the journey you've been on, you know, with your own healing, that is what I would call like allopathic medicine. Um, whereas homeopathy is also referred to homeopathic medicine. And so allopathy, just so I can show them, you know, kind of like black and white allopathy is your standard conventional medicine, Western medicine, where symptoms are seen as a problem, number one. And the physician's role is to provide a diagnosis, right? And then um, they then recommend drugs or surgery. So that's allopathy. And homeopathy is a subset of holistic medicine. And holistic medicine is a form of healing that considers the whole person, body, mind, spirit, emotions, in the quest for optimal health and wellness. And so you can achieve this optimal health, which is our primary goal as holistic medicine practitioners, is to gain balance in the body. That's what the body's designed to do is work in balance, Mm -hmm. right? And so holistic practitioners like myself, we believe several things that we all have the body has an innate power to heal itself. You know, we don't have a deficiency of cholesterol medicine. We're not walking around as as my mentor, Reed Davis, who's the founder of the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition um, uh, Program. He doesn't, he says that, you know, we don't have headaches because we have an aspirin deficiency, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we have an innate power to heal ourselves. And we see, um, you know, a client in my case or patients for, you know, medical profession, medical holistic practitioners, um, we see the patient or client as a person, not a diagnosis. And so healing is seen as a, we have a team approach and I partner with you as your health ally. And I work um, specifically as your health detective to uncover hidden healing opportunity, opportunities and coach up function. 
And the last belief is that we um, believe that all of the systems of the body work synergistically. So if one system is unbalanced, for example, your hormones, then other parts of the, of the person are going to be affected. And some of us use all forms of healthcare to work with a client. And as an um, FDN practitioner, I'm trained to um, use functional lab testings to come up with a personalized health protocol. And then I also use my background in holistic medicine. So when a client comes to see me, for example, if they're suffering from headaches, I might um, recommend some homeopathic remedies for acute relief of the headaches. I will also look at potential factors that may be causing this person's headaches, such as um, other health problems, diet, sleep habits, stress, personal problems, uh, maybe even um, some of their spiritual beliefs. And so this person um, that's suffering with headaches, um, their protocol may involve like homeopathy, maybe even acupuncture or perhaps chiropractic. And so that's sometimes I will refer out for this, depending on the person, but also um, more importantly, I uh, look at uh, lifestyle modifications to help prevent the headaches from reoccurring. And so it really depends on the client, um, but that's just kind of like the realm with which I operate. Got it. And so and, therefore and... in holistic healing, the goal is to fix the cause of the condition. And, and, and symptoms are seen as um, clues and we don't, our goal isn't to just alleviate the symptoms. We want to work with the body to give it the resources it needs to, you know, for it to function properly or seek its own balance. And um, yeah, specifically homeopathy is my favorite. Um, it's a truly holistic medicine even compared to other um, holistic healing modalities. And um, yeah, I've been uh, raised my kids 100% since they were born, um, all three of them. And so that's all they've ever known. <laughs> wow. Homeopathic medicine. So you've experienced it, you've lived it. And um, yeah, that's amazing. Okay. Wow. I, I love that. I love the fact that it's basically working with who you are, bringing your body to balance and kind of looking at you as an individual, which I particularly love because I know that when I go to the doctor, I definitely, you know, we say our, our, our hellos and we, we, all that good stuff. How are you? How you been? But after that, it just kind of becomes routine is what mm -hmm. it feels like to me. And I don't ever leave, you know, I'm the one who's like, okay, this is going to work, you know, and, and I feel like if my doctor would just give me a little bit more information, I probably could move a little bit further and quicker in my healing journey if he were to see me for my full self. So um, the sound of that sounds amazing. Um, you mentioned how you take a look at kind of the base of self-care to see if you can find any uh, clues there. Um, what would be basic self-care that we would need to, what are some, I guess, fundamental ways that we can take a look at how we are taking on our self-care where we can find where maybe, you know, let's say sleep could be an issue. Um, where What can we do? A, what would be the functional health care? Um, I'm sorry, the functional 
uh, basic self-care that, you know, might give us clues as to what might be going on and what would be the self-care that we could look at that might give us clues. I'm glad you're asking that question because, you know, the, the body is able to delicately balance all these different systems. So within functional health, the, the seven systems that I look at is, um, the hormone immune system, digestion, detoxification pathways, energy production, nervous system, and oxidative stress, which is a measure of how you're aging on the inside. Mm. And so, um, I'm looking to support all of those areas and create balance within the body so that you can live a fully healthy life where total wellness is achievable. And um, so the basic necessities, the the five pillars are going to have to support not just the body, but the mind and the spirit. So my number one, um, because I think it's the most underrated is quality of sleep. So, um, yeah, some basic things about sleep are, um, if you can fall asleep by 10 PM, that is a huge deal because, or depending on your schedule, any two hours, any hour before, um, midnight is worth two hours of sleep after midnight. Oh, I love that. Yes. Okay. Additionally, you want to wake up with the sun and get natural sunlight exposure in the morning, even if you're just standing by the window or, you know, if it's dark in your area, like we've been getting a ton of rain, you can make sure the lights are bright in the morning. Some people use a light box. Um, So that's for sleep. For diet, I focus on, um, I I usually recommend, you know, organic as much as possible. um, And basically an anti-inflammatory diet. We know that Inflammation is the in the body is the number one. Um, it's the root cause for nearly all disease and illness, mm. and as well as um, ample consuming ample proteins and fats. And of course, hydration is key. Making sure you get filtered water and you're drinking out of a glass container or you know good quality steel flask. And um, I guess my approach is very much, you know, an ancestral diet. Um, Like I know most of your listeners are are Latino um, listeners and just really paying attention to, you know, if you're in the Caribbean, what is your diet like? Or um, different parts of South America, eat like how your people eat. Um, That's really important. Prepare the food properly. Um, For example, soaking your grains, soaking your beans, before um, you go to cook them to make them more digestible and um, make the nutrients available. Mm. And um, the thing with diet that I focus on is definitely, even if you're not a diabetic, to manage how um, your blood sugar levels, Um, you definitely don't want any high blood sugar and then low sugar drops because they're going to alter the way you feel. For example, if you have a high blood sugar level, Um, you know, if you wake up and have a donut, for example, (laughs) in the morning after having fasted all night, um, you're, you're going to probably feel some anxiety or brain fog, um, later on the morning, um, in that morning after you consume that donut. And you also don't want it to dip too low. You know, you want to eat at regular, your regular times, 
Otherwise, you're going to find yourself irritable or, hang or hangry. Mm -hmm. And so the goal is to just, you know, flatten those blood sugar levels. And um, when you're properly nourishing the body with both quality fats like avocado and um, cold pressed olive oil, for example, um, you're helping your body's, um, body's metabolic health. And we know that um, one of the things I always preach is that in the U.S., only 12% of the population is metabolically healthy. And that we want to be able to use both fat and sugar as fuel. We want to be able to um, achieve that metabolic flexibility. Because um, that's imp very important for long-term health. And so that's for diet, for exercise. I love talking about uh, micro movements because you can incorporate like two minutes of movements in, at any time in your day. If you don't have, you know, like a full hour block to go to the gym, for example, but um, definitely you want to have uh, movement at least one hour a day or, you know, a total of one hour a day, preferably in the morning. And you want to monitor your intensity and incorporate restorative days as well, such as just going on a nice walk around the block or something. That's really important. But my go-to is really strength training. To me, that's a non-negotiable. I think it's the true foundation of youth. In my practice, I see that those who lift weights get better faster in terms of recovering from illness. They heal better and they have less health issues later on in life. Oh, wow. um, and you just really, especially for women, you develop that bone strength um, and resiliency so that you don't have osteoporosis, osteopenia later on in life. And so that's really important. Um, the next pillar that I, I love talking about is managing stress. And um, this is where, you know, you really get to approach this um, take a curious, curious approach and try a bunch of things, whether it's like journals, there's so many different types of journals out there. Um, definitely meditations with the apps, um, so many options. I um, lately have been really getting into mantras or affirmations that you say to yourself um, every day. You have little reminders that you can write yourself little notes. Um, but yeah, definitely spending time meditating, deep breathing, yoga, massage, acupuncture as well will help you stay balanced and reduce stress. Um, if you're okay with the needles, of course. <laughs> but um, another stressor that a lot of people don't think about, and this is where, you know, I come in um, is as one of my specialties is to um, teach people how to heal their gut and eradicate pathogens. People don't realize that there are internal stressors, right? If you're not being able to break down your food, if your gut is not uh, balanced, um, you're just not going to be resilient. And the, the energy that the body takes to break down food to deal with inflammation is tremendous. It's really, really tremendous. Um, in addition, eliminating toxins. Um, if your detox pathways are all closed up, you're not having a regular bowel movement every day. That's a lot of stress on the body. Mm. Definitely an energy consumer. It, it seems like there are 
there's a, there's a lot to to take note when when it comes to our health. I know for me, you know, when I started the healing journey, um, I started discovering all of which you're mentioning because it seems, you know, like you mentioned the, the fundamentals, right? The pillars that are really going to hold us just to be on, um, in and at least in a where we're able to function in a flow versus um, being interrupted because of whatever it may be, maybe some gut issues, right? Um, what do you how what do you recommend our um, our listeners if they're like, whoa, this is you know a lot coming at me, but I definitely want to begin my uh, my healthy uh, journey. What uh, what do you out of the all of those fundamentals? Which one do you think would be the best to start with that would be the most impactful um, when they begin their healing journey? Yeah, definitely. It really um, typically de depends on the individual, right? Because if they're, if they're very sick, they might not have the energy to exercise and it might um, not be the right time to start a rigorous, you know, like strength training or whatever. But um, I would say sleep and diet are a great place to start okay. because you need to give the, the body just the very basics so that it can have the energy to do some of these other things like exercise and, um, you know, getting up and, and uh, scheduling an acupuncture appointment <laughs> or whatever. Um, but definitely diet is going to be the number one place to start. And you can always start small with making sure you um, get enough water in a day or, um, you know, add a little more protein into your diet. I really like to start with clients. Like you want to start with what can I, um, uh, you know, let go of. If you just take an inventory, what can I let go of? And then what things do I need to start adding in and maybe start with one thing a week? Mm to start. I love that. And so, so you said sleep and diet. So I know for, for me, I'm, it's, I think sleep is definitely one of my challenges because I do tend to fall asleep really quick, but then I wake up in the, so I guess the, I can't sleep through the night. So I fall asleep really quick. So that's not an issue, but then in the middle of the night, I wake up and I find myself kind of stuck. And when I wake up in the morning, I don't feel well rested and so I'm starting I started to look into that and I'm like oh okay it's so I know that my circadian rhythm I believe it's what it's called is being thrown off and that it just kind of what it was list listing as to what you know issues might arise and I'm like oh my goodness yes sleep is so important when it comes down to our health um, just because it kind of sets the tone for almost like the beginning and the end of how you are treating your day what you know um I know when we go to sleep there's a lot of restoration a lot of you know everything's pretty much working to get fixed right so that way the next day you can function to do the exact same thing all over again um and if we're not getting that good quality of sleep then the next day um you know, then it's not doing all of that work that's supposed to be functioning for for, for me to be able to kind of feel well rested uh to kind of have a clean slate as you you know if you will for the next yeah, day and you know what's key for that is creating a morning routine mm. and a night routine oh right? I like that yes yes what does a what does uh give us can you walk us through maybe your morning routine and what that might look like 
Yes, yes, for sure. So for morning, I wake up, I have a glass of water by my nightstand. So that's number one, is that I have a, a glass of water. And then also, um, I have a, a journal, it's called Two Minute Mornings. Oh, I like that. And it's great because um, I write down what I can let go of, let go of and what I, I can focus on. So it just kind of helps me recalibrate my day. In addition, I also like to, um, it depends if I'm working at home or the office, yeah. but typically, yeah, walk around the block. Um, that's really important to get the sunshine, um, to let it reach your eyes so I don't use um, sunglasses mm -hmm. because the sunlight informs every cell of your body. So that helps with your hormone function as well. Um, so spending time in outside and then I pick up an affirmation for the day. Um, three days out of the week, I work out in the morning and that's just um, a little bit of my routine. Hydrate first, have your breakfast and then coffee. Mm, hydrate first, have your breakfast and then coffee. Okay. Yeah, I know most of, oh, well, at least I know I go straight for the coffee. <laughs> so yes, yeah. I have to make sure to hydrate first. Um, and I know coffee, it's dehydrating, right? It's, um, it dehydrates us. Yeah, for every cup of, of um, coffee, you also have to like have a, another eight ounces of water. Okay, that's so important. I think that I forget how powerful water is. Um, yes. I know for when I got married, I... I did very little um, to to try to lose weight, but I was just because I am such I was like, OK, I'm, you know, while being a floha, what can at the bare minimum, what can I do to be able to lose weight? Um, me and my husband had already been together for years. So, you know, to me, it was, you know, we we lived together. We had kids. So it was practically like we were married, but I definitely wanted my pictures to look good. And I was mm -hmm. like, OK, what am I willing to do? Because I know myself. And I was like that I little small changes that I can uh, do so I can actually make some type of impact. And this is kind of where I think I started to realize how very little but with consistency I was able to move and water was one of the things that I was able to do because I was like, okay, let me just drink more water. Yeah. They say more water. Let me. That's easy. You can do that. And, you know, again, I'm not a productive floha for no reason. I was like, let me, you know, let me <laughs> see if I can get away with it. And um, yeah, I picked up. I made sure to drink um at least the eight the eight uh, cups of water. I I I went more than that. I I don't even know how many cups. I don't remember. This was a few years back. Um, and I started to notice a difference probably within the next two, two weeks. Um, and I was like, okay, water is pretty major. Um, and so I did that. I did that for that year. I um I ended up losing. I mean, in addition to a couple other things, but I really did the minimal and I, I want to pay homage to, to, to water because it really, I feel like yeah. that was one of the most key components as to how I was able to, I, I would envision the water, I would drink the water and I would envision it kind of washing away my fat. I know oh, it sounds kind of... <laughs> But I, I felt that. like it worked and it, you know, people were like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm drinking more water. 
I cut off creamer and milk here and there. I really just was being realistic with my goals and who I knew I was at that moment. And I was like, what am I willing to commit to? And how, you know, what am I going to change just to try to get to lose some weight? And those little tiny changes made such a drastic change. So I, um, after I, you know, I got married, of course, I was like, okay, you know, I don't have to worry about doing anything anymore. Um, But now years later, I'm like, wait, hello, that worked for you. Let's take it back. Let's see what we can talk about the nighttime routine. What do you do? Yeah, yeah. So talking about holistic habits too, I, I it feels great to start your day, you know, like filling your cup and the end your day. It's really important for me. But some of my holistic habits for nighttime include um, meditating for sure. And I happen to use a biohacking device that helps me keep um, compliant. And then um, Epsom salt, or I like to use um, and my essential oil. Um, I have a sleep um, essential oil blend as well as breath work. And then Mm. I love, um, my, I have a little device to help with, um, water pick. It's a water pick. Oh, interesting. Water pick. Okay. Okay. So water pick. Okay. So I'll alternate between a water pick and these are more kind of like beauty. It's not just being holistic, but like partly beauty too. Yes. Is, um, I use a red, I alternate between a red light um, for my face. Um, and then, and then the water pick as well, no, the water pick I do every night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And what does the red light do for your face? Um, it helps with wrinkles and hy- hyperpigmentation. And I feel like it just helps absorb all the, the skincare product that I use. Like it helps penetrate the skin mm. even deeper. Nice. I love that. And this red light, you just, it's like a portable thing you, you put up to your face. To, okay. Yeah, it's Very cool. I'm going to look into that. A, a handheld and that way I can travel with it. Okay. Nice. Oh, that's so smart. I love yeah, that. I, I love my devices. I always have all these little. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. You got to send me what those devices are. I definitely would love to look into that. Okay. Anything that helps. Yes, yes. So one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about what I do is, you know, when you personalize, offer targeted health solutions, you really empower the person, especially when you realize that the rest of society, um, including our medical system, is based on, um, you know, the average. And so, for example, um, the scientific research are based on, on typically 150 pound male or um, the same thing with supplements. They're based on the bare minimum RDA recommended values from the government. And that is not geared towards optimizing health. Um, and especially with the functional lab tests that I use, um, the reference ranges that you see on a typical lab test, you know, when your doctor um, a doctor will typically order diagnostic um, lab tests, whereas I use functional lab tests. Um, but both of those tests, you want to use um, reference ranges that are based on the basic reference ranges are based on average highs and lows within the population. And the calculations include values for unhealthy or sick people. So they don't reflect what would be an optimal range for you to heal and function at your best. Mm -hmm. So what I use are called functional ranges. 
in addition to the supplements, when I work with a client, I teach the client to self titrate. So we get, we hit on, hit it on the nail in terms of how much of this nutrient, whether it's vitamin B or vitamin C, vitamin D, it's all backed by the functional lab results or um, the levels. We have to check vitamin D levels as well as your omegas um, because that tells us where you're at. So then we can give a much more specific um, dosing and you know how many IUs of vitamin D do you need? It really depends on where you're testing at. And also, you know, what's common isn't normal. You know, if you go to your physician and you tell them you have a headache or you're getting gaining some weight or you have this pain, you know, they'll typically tell you, oh, you're getting older. It makes sense now. Well, yeah, you had three babies. No, you're going to be tired. You have three kids or whatever. And so it's important that um, you, you know, have that self-awareness that your symptoms are the last thing to show up in an already dysfunctional state. Mm -hmm. So they are your body's way of sounding the alarm, letting you know something is wrong. And, you know, even if you do your regular blood test every year with your doctor, um, they do, these blood sites can give you insights as to what you need to investigate further. For example, a blood test may indicate you are deficient in vitamin D or B12, but you need to ask why, you know, um, uh, your body took some time to get there and um, it's, it and is no longer being able to balance itself. And so that's why uh, it's important to, yeah, have targeted um, supplement solutions. Optimized health requires, you know, having a little bit of some insight with some testing to further guide you as to reaching optimal levels of health. I love that. So, you know, and, and I think that's the the kicker there where we do get the lab results, but we're getting the lab results for whatever that particular physician is looking for. He's not looking at all of our charts from our dermatologist to our, you know, our primary to our, you know, and, and if I think if all the cards, if you will, were to be laid out on the table, maybe we would have a much better indication of what direction to move in as far as our health. But instead, it seems like we're just kind of going visit by visit, hoping that whatever yeah. was prescribed your visit before is going to actually make you better. So when you come back, it's like, oh yeah, you fixed it or, you know, it's fixed because it's not happening, but it really is just masked. Um, right. And it may come back this. later or it may come back even stronger. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that, that's really important to acknowledge that. And mentioned um, that, you know, my goal is to get my clients out of the cycle of trial and error. And so um, mm. working as your health detective, we're looking at all those functional health categories. I form a clinical impression based on all of the lab results in summation and correlate all of the lab markers to the symptoms. Mm. Right. So um, that way we have a specific um, health action plan that's going to coach up function for the body's seven functional health categories and also to um, uncover hidden healing opportunities mm. that you may or may not have symptoms for. And mm -hmm. that's what I teach people 
um, how to tune into their bodies so that they can, you know, feel young at any age is, is what I would, I would love, you know, when I work with my clients to see their energy increase um, and definitely, you know, tweaking your diet so you can tune up your energy. And um, as I mentioned, taking that holistic picture approach where you're using functional lab testing to see what are those hidden healing opportunities and um, have a health action plan so that you really feel empowered that you're doing exactly what your body needs. Mm, and finding I love it again it's it's taking it to your body finding your rhythm finding what works for you finding your balance I love it I love it I love it well um, we're wrapping it up right here but I definitely know that people are going to want to find out more where can they find you where can they work with you uh, please let us know yeah yeah first of all I want to let everyone know that um, I, I typically offer, you know, what's called a curiosity call. People can um, set up a curiosity call and have one full hour to discuss their main health concerns or health goals. And kind of like you'll get the uh, functional health perspective or the approach um, that I would have, you know, with your specific concerns. Also, I, you know, I have um, a newsletter, and on social media, I have a freebie. It's a guide called the keys to um, consistent energy. It's a mm -hmm. little PDF guide and which is a guide to balancing your blood sugar. And so I lay out five basic steps and yeah, on Instagram, I'm at soulgarcia.health and Facebook, Alejandra Sol Garcia, as well as um, TikTok. Um, and those are all the places you can find me. Alejandra, again, thank you so much. And um, we'll leave it here. Okay, bye, awesome. guys. Thank you for having me. Take thank care. you.